This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. If you've been into personal development for really any amount of time, you've probably heard of a guy named Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is still to this day uh, one of my absolute favorite speakers in this area of personal development. He passed away several years ago, but his audios continue to inspire me and uh, millions of other people around the world every single day. So if you haven't heard of Jim Rohn, uh, I really would strongly recommend you check him out. But one of the philosophies that he espouses, and this is really the power of what he does, he shares his philosophy, which he received from his mentor many years ago. One of the, the powerful philosophies he shares is that if you want to have more, you have to become more. And he goes on, he says, everything you have in life so far is a direct result of the person you are or the person you've become over the years. So this is a truth that is at the core of personal development because it speaks to personal responsibility. You have to take ownership over your life. You have to say, what I have in life right now is a direct result of what I have done or what I have failed to do in my life. If you're constantly believing that outside circumstances have you know, dictated what you have in life, then you're walking through life as a victim. And the problem with this is that, first, I don't think that it's true. I don't think that it agrees with reality because others have likely overcome those same challenges and have achieved more and had more, um, you know, than you currently have, if that's your mindset. And, you know, second, uh, it even if we uh, say that this is true objectively, it does us no good because we can't change outside circumstances. But what we can change is our mindset and our attitude and our personal beliefs. And this is what Jim encourages you to do. Uh, in other words, you can't, you know, you walk up to an apple tree and you go, ah, shucks. I wish that this, you know, I wish this was a coconut tree, a palm tree, whatever, you know. You can't actually make that apple tree something other than what it is. If we go through life wishing that our apple trees were something else, then all we're doing is bemoaning reality. We're bemoaning what is. Instead, we say, well, okay, so apples, I didn't necessarily want apples, but uh, I'm going to figure out what I can do with apples, right? Maybe I can make applesauce or apple juice or whatever. Okay, we'll end the silly analogy there, but you get the idea. I'm going to assume on this podcast that you already, uh, you already have been exposed to this philosophy and that on some level you agree with it, even if you're wrestling with it a little bit, which I understand. I'm going to assume for the sake of this podcast that you on some level agree or you want to agree, but you're wrest uh, wrestling with this philosophy. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to spend time today trying to sell you on this idea. So if you need to stop the podcast and spend some time meditating and mulling this over, okay? If you want to have more, you have to become more. Everything you have in life so far is a direct result of the person you are. Okay, the final thing that I'll say about this is some people view this negatively and they say, oh, I'm poor because I'm a poor person. That's a very negative way to look at this. That's looking at the glass as being half empty. 
But the glass is also half full, is it not? Well, if it's half empty, it has to be half full, right? So the other side of that coin, so to speak, or the other half of the glass, is that if you want to become rich, you can do that too. You can become a rich person, a wealthy person, a person who's responsible with their finances and takes charge of their financial destiny or whatever your goal happens to be. So focusing on the how, assuming that on some level you agree with this, I'm not going to try to sell you on the why. Let's talk now about how. How do you actually become more? The first thing you have to do is you have to change your self view. If you don't view yourself as a person who is worthy or capable of a particular goal, then odds are you'll find a way to self-sabotage. Okay, And this has become a bit of a cliche in the personal development field and in self-help psychology, this idea of self-sabotage. All I know is that from personal experience, it is real. I have looked back on my life and seen times when I have sabotaged myself because I didn't think that I was worthy or deserving of a particular thing. I found some weird excuse, some weird way around it, even when somebody was trying to give me this wonderful gift. And it was a gift that intellectually I wanted, but I didn't believe that I was a person who could actually receive it. I want to tell a story. Uh, I was involved with a company and uh, they ended up going out of business, but I'm so thankful for my short time involved with this company. It was about half a year, maybe a little less, because one of the things they challenged everybody to do is they said, we want you to go out to a BMW dealership and test drive your dream car. If it's not a BMW, you can go somewhere else, but it needs to be a high-end car, a Mercedes, a BMW, you know, whatever the case may be, some sort of high-end luxury vehicle. And this was so powerful for me because I was scared to go. They said, if you're serious about success today, not tomorrow, today, not the weekend, today, you will go out to a BMW dealership and you will test drive your dream car. And I was absolutely terrified. I mean, really, I was terrified because here's what I was believing about myself. I wasn't the type of person who was worthy of a high-end vehicle like a BMW. I did not feel that I was worth this hunk of metal that moved around on four wheels. Isn't that sad? I mean, I'm telling you all, I came face to face with myself through this challenge and it was eye-opening. I was terrified that if I went to the dealership, I'm not making this up. I thought if I went to the dealership, they were going to see me and they were going to look at me suspiciously and then they were going to scan me and they were going to say, mm, you're not the type of person who drives a BMW. Why don't you scoot on out of here and quit wasting our time? I was literally afraid that I would be revealed as a fraud, as someone who is not really worthy of a BMW, doesn't have the money for a BMW and isn't actually going to buy. Which was true. I didn't have the money for a BMW, at least not a nice new one, and I wasn't going to buy that day. But I decided to go anyway, and I got my wife on board. Uh, my wife is so wonderful and, and sweet. You know, I told her, I said, hey, the company issued this challenge. They want me to go out and test drive a BMW. Do you maybe kind of want to go with me? And I was hoping that she would say no, because if she said no, I go, oh, well, we sh okay, we should probably stay home together. I don't want to be away from you. 
But she ended up saying, yes, I absolutely want to go. And she was very excited. She thought it was a cool challenge. So I went and it was a life-changing experience because I came back from that dealership understanding, hey, this, this salesperson at the dealership treated me with kindness and love and respect. They didn't think I was a fraud. And even though I, I told the lady up front, I said, hey, we're not looking to buy today, but we want to test drive because we might want to buy in the future. The lady said, great, of course, right? She's a salesperson. She doesn't want to burn any bridges. She gave me her car, uh, her card, <laughs> and then we hopped in the car and I went for a test drive in this amazing BMW M3. I mean, it was fully loaded like oh my gosh luxury to the max um I think the sticker price was like 110,000 or something like that. Um, you know, just this incredible vehicle. And we, we uh, you know, rode around in that for a little while. And I came away from that experience a better person. I had become more. I now realized, you know what? I am worthy of success. That I'm not some sort of fraud. I just have to, you know, believe. And when I believe, then... I will be able to achieve. It's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But if you don't believe that you're the type of person who's worthy of something, you will sabotage yourself. If you don't believe that you're the person, the type of person who deserves to be fit and healthy, you will find a way to sabotage yourself. If you don't believe that you're worth a successful startup, you will fail as an entrepreneur every single time. Now, let me say this. A positive self-view does not guarantee success. Let me say that again. A positive self-view does not guarantee your success. But you cannot succeed. I, 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 I believe this anyway. I don't believe you can succeed without it. Or perhaps you can't sustain your success without it. Maybe you can stumble onto success, but then it won't be sustainable because your self-view disagrees with this. So how do we become more? Well, it starts with our self-view. I'm a big believer in affirmations. For a long time, I thought, uh, affirmations are kind of hooey-gooey. You know, it's this old school stuff that's, you know, personal development coaches have been preaching, you know, really since the 30s and 40s at least. Um, you know, and, and I, I wasn't practicing affirmations because I wasn't sure about them. Today, I'm a strong believer in affirmations. And let me tell you what finally did it for me. I was at a conference and on stage was a guy who was earning $1.2 million every single year, whether he did anything or not. He had developed a residual stream of income that was paying him, I think it was 1.2, maybe 1.1, over a million dollars annually. And he talked about affirmations. He talked about how he recorded and listened to affirmations and how he even had his kids listening to affirmations. And I remember laughing a little bit and thinking, well, that's kind of funny. You know, his kids are pretty young still. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. He has his kids listening to affirmations. And then I stopped for a minute and I said, Cody, are you earning more than a million dollars annually in residual income? Hmm. No. But this guy is. And you say you want to go to a seven-figure income. Why are you not listening to somebody who has done it, right? So I said, you know what? If it's good enough for this guy, it's good enough for me. And so ever since, I've started practicing affirmations. And I've seen a tremendous difference in my confidence and my overall well-being as a result of those affirmations. Uh, there's a terrific app called ThinkUp. Uh, ThinkUp is free 
but you can only do three affirmations. Uh, you record these affirmations, then you can listen back to them with background music. Um, Think Up is a free app, but you can only do three affirmations and there's a, a limited music selection. If you go premium, I think it's $7.99 a month or you can pay annually or you can pay for lifetime access. I paid for lifetime access because I knew that I was going to use it for a very, very long time. So um, I would recommend that app to you. Again, it is called Think Up and I know it's available on iOS. I believe it's available on Android as well. But however you record and practice your affirmations or speak them out, uh, this is absolutely a, a powerful technique that I fully believe in now. Um, because not only did I see the error of my ways that I wasn't listening to successful people in my field who were doing what or had already done what I wanted to do, but also now I have direct um, anecdotal but personal evidence that it, it has impacted my life practicing these affirmations. Okay, so the second thing, how do you become more? You have to change your network. This doesn't mean that you discard your existing network and you develop a whole new one, although you could do that. But it might mean that you need to prune your network and add to it and possibly even remove some folks from it, which is a difficult thing to do, but sometimes necessary. The reason this is necessary is because if you are constantly surrounded by people who are dragging you back down to the person that you used to be, or to a person that they feel comfortable with, you'll have a much harder time succeeding and living your next level life. So be very careful of your network. You need to be networking with people who have done what you want to do, who have gone where you want to go. If you want to lose weight, you need to find people who have done it. You need to connect with them, right? And let them be mentors. Let them be accountability partners. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you need to find entrepreneurs who have succeeded and connect with them right? I can go on. If you're a blogger, find successful bloggers. If you're trying to make YouTube videos, find successful YouTube video creators out there. Whatever you're trying to do, find those who are successful and connect with them. Anyone who is in your existing network, who tries to bring you down, who is negative, who is not building you up and encouraging you to live your best life every single day, you need to seriously consider whether or not that person is going to help you get where you want to go. And at the very least, maybe you need to start severely limiting your contact with them. I'm not saying you have to cut them out entirely, especially when it's friends and family you've known for a long time, but you need to shield yourself from that negativity um, because otherwise you're going to be dragged down and back into the person that you used to be. You see, everybody has a picture of everybody that they meet. When we meet somebody new, our mind creates an, an image, a persona. It creates this illusory hologram, if you will, of who that person is, a collection of traits, a collection of things. That's not really who you are though. That's who that person has come to know you as. And when you begin to become more and change who you are in some key ways, it can be very difficult for those who have come to know you in a particular way to now get to know you in a new way. And that can be a process that takes many, many, many years. And so if you're not careful, they'll begin to limit you. Um, and that's definitely not what you want when you're trying to become more. Finally, I'll leave you with this, my third recommendation for how you can become more. It's one of my favorite phrases, do it until you become it. I have modified this from the old saying, fake it till you make it. 
I don't like telling people to fake it till they make it because if we're fake for any amount of time in our lives, that's not going to give us a very pleasant inner sensation or inner feeling. Nobody wants to be fake. We all are yearning for authenticity uh, on a deep level. And so if you're being fake, you can only sustain that for so long because your mind is eventually going to say, you know, this is not who we really are. And again, you'll get snapped back um, to what you truly believe. That goes back to your self-view. So I say this, do it until you become it. If you want to become a successful leader, you have to start doing the things that leaders do and you have to start doing them right now. If you want to become the next president of the United States, you must carry yourself in a presidential way and you must act presidential, right? So think of the things that the president does and you need to do those things. Okay, what is the function of the office? I'm not talking about who, you know, whoever is currently in office right now, because who knows when you're listening to this podcast. Right now it's Donald Trump. It could be somebody else, you know, uh, or certainly will be somebody else in the years to come, right? So... Regardless of who's in office, we're not talking about acting like them. We're talking about the function of the office. Well, the function of the office of the president is to be a diplomat, right? To be to be um, diplomatic with people. It's to console people, to help people, to work for their benefit, to rally uh, rally the troops, to work together, bipartisanship. Okay, this is the function of the office of the president, to lead and guide and help the American people, right? To protect their most basic rights. You need to be doing those things right now if that's who you want to become. If you want to become the CEO of a major company, you need to start acting like a CEO. How do CEOs act? Like their time is valuable, they're constantly growing, they're constantly learning, going to seminars, reading books, improving, networking. Those are the things that successful CEOs do. If you want to become a world-class bodybuilder, what are the things that world-class bodybuilders do? right? They spend time in the gym. They're probably watching their diet. Well, certainly watching their diet. And they may have some supplements that they're using. Um, they may have uh, some sort of uh, meditation routine or something to take care of, you know, their mental progress. They're competing. They're networking as well, right? Most of us are networking. So I think those examples suffice, but y- you understand what I'm saying. Do it until you become it is entirely different than fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it is when you walk down the street and you 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 act in a particular way, even though you know that's not really who you are, okay? When you are doing it until you become it, you're acting in a particular way because that's who you are becoming. You are stepping out in service and you're stepping out in faith and you're acting in accordance with what you believe on the inside, even though the results have not yet come. So this is very, very different than faking it until you make it. People who are fake are acting like they have a million dollars in the bank. They're spending money willy-nilly, right? They're, they're not being wise with what they're doing. They're you know, wanting everybody to show them all this respect that they haven't earned. A person that's doing it until they become it is building uh, towards something. They're building a reputation of respect. They're building a financial portfolio so that they can have that eventual financial freedom. So it's very different. Do it until you become it. As always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Thank you so much for listening to the Dude Fuel podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed, I hope you will. I'm Cody Ray Miller. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening.